I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, tell me I'm the lamest member of the Brady family and call me Jan (laughs) Hannah Hampton. How the heck are you? You know, I'm good considering the world, and I feel like that's going to be my answer for a long time, Uh, but good considering everything that's going on. How about you? Uh, I agree. I agree. I think it's obviously everyone has a a Twilight Zone vibe going, and we addressed that briefly Mm -hmm. last week. But it's uh, it's it's different. Everything's mm-hmm. different. You know, I mm-hmm. think it was right when this started, I said everything was going to be different until it wasn't. I think it's always going to be a little different now. Yeah, I, really I think we'll back. we'll never go back to you know, we'll never go back to the way we were. I think that 2020 is a is going to be this turning moment in in the world, and we'll we'll never go back. And it is what it is, and I'm hoping that there'll be some change for the better. I was talking to a neighbor 10 feet away uh, the other day, and uh, they, they were in their backyard. I was in my backyard, and we were kind of yelling over our fence, checking in on each other, and she was saying she's seen a lot more family time with people, and I'm hoping you know, that there'll be some, even though this is all terrible, uh, there'll be some positive change out of it. But yeah, we'll, we'll never go back. I agree. It's definitely everything's going to be different. Uh, but I do think you kind of hit on something in the fact of looking at positive change. There are going to be some people that make some uh, life changing decisions after this yeah. year. Hopefully this will push some people in uh, the direction that they need push. But other than that, it's obviously very difficult. I think we are starting to get into the kind of this weird semi PTSD scenario. We're still in the middle, at least, right? Yes. You know, you and I got early middle, early middle. You and I got a chance to actually catch up for the first time in a couple weeks today before we started recording. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we did address, and I want to bring it up, just put it out there because people are really going to need to digest it, is that the number of deaths so far is very frightening worldwide over almost 67,000 but in the United States we're only at 9,000 and our quote-unquote target or goal of minimal fatalities supposedly 100 to 200,000 so what people have to prepare themselves for mentally is we're going to see an alarming amount of deaths over the next couple of weeks. Frightening. It's and heartbreaking. It's frightening. It's it's sad. And it's, you know, the likelihood of, of you knowing somebody to pass away from this is going to be relatively high. That was one thing I had heard weeks and weeks ago is, you know, that's a, there's a very high likelihood that you'll know somebody who this will affect. And our heart goes out to everybody who loses someone or somebody who loses their life due to this. You hear everyone say this, but I don't think it's said enough. Obviously, we wish nothing but Godspeed, safety, and the very best Mm -hmm. for those that are helping uh, combat this virus and the people that are on the front lines and the the medical professionals. Excuse me. I know quite a (laughs) few people coming out of their normal positions that are non-medical and actually doing a little bit of retraining and getting out there to help as well. Thank you to those people. that are voluntarily putting themselves out there side by side with those that have been fighting the fight for weeks now. This is probably as serious as I'd like to get, So, but this is very heartfelt. Um, so what Hannah and I have talked about is things we can do 
to keep people informed. So we're always, right. you know, we're always going to work on having HR updates and business updates. Um, but this goes a lot deeper now. Now we're talking about really looking out for our associates, our team members, yeah. our, our peers, our coworkers, but also our friends and family. But we're going to well, try to kind of put it all in one little HR podcast. And I, I want to jump in. And, and number one, I, I appreciate you saying that. And, and again, we are so grateful for all the essential workers out there, everyone in the medical community, everyone at the grocery stores, deliveries, uh, transportation, all of the essential workers out there, thank you so much. And I, uh, I, I saw on, C- I think it was CNN where this delivery driver said, I feel like a superhero and that I get to help people continue to eat. And it's those bra- everyone who's so brave to do that. We're so grateful for that. So I, I want to, number one, just, just mention that our essential workers. I mean, I, we couldn't we couldn't go on without you. And and what you're doing is so brave and so selfless. And thank you. And then to those who who do have, and I call it the luxury of being able to continue to work from home. It it's okay for you also to have uh, feelings and to to go. This is a crisis that we're going through. And I, I just want to share. I saw it on Twitter, and I thought it was fantastic. And I think it's important to share at Neil M Webb. Well, with two Bs, he wrote, you are not working from home. You are at home during a crisis trying to work. He said, I've heard this twice today, and I think it's an important distinction worth emphasizing. So whether or not, you know, whatever you're going through, we are all working through a crisis. And this is the time to treat yourself nicely, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and understand that we're all trying to deal with the trauma of living through a crisis. I love that quote. That's outstanding because um, one of the things we're going to talk about here in a minute, and we're, we're going to jump a little all over the place, and sure. with me, that's more common, obviously, than with you, um, is the fact that we're all having different struggles right now. And it's impacting everyone a little differently. And we're all in different settings, environments, et cetera. Being at home and trying to work thing is so accurate in my personal uh, case, because I'll tell you, I can go in motivated one day and I get started and I'm going through my resumes. I'm making my calls and emails and things 45 minutes in when I just spent 15 minutes in bed, getting myself mentally prepared and ready to go in and really today's the day today. I'm just Mm going to tackle it and get myself pumped. And then 45 minutes in, I'm just looking at these resumes and I just, I just start reading them over and over again without reading them and all that. And I am an extremely disciplined person when it comes to working from home. And I have just been struggling the last two weeks. It's very tough. You know, I am really bad. I never take enough enough time off. I don't schedule enough vacations because I'm always afraid that I'm going to miss something at work or not getting something, get something accomplished. The one thing is you kind of mentioned there are positives here and there are things that we can take advantage of and we're going to cover some of them. But if you're like me and you're not stepping away from work and making time with your family like you should be or your friends or blocking off those times for calls more frequently then just try your best to do it because here I am staring at the same resume for 30 minutes that I could have called one of my kids and checked in on them and things like that. Or I could have said, you know what? I'm done at three o'clock today. I'm going to 
go out with the family, take a walk, stay away from everyone else, obviously, or I'm not making that time because I'm losing so much time by just staring. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that's okay. If there's ever a time to t- make time for people and talk to them and, and engage with them on the phone or via Skype or Zoom or whatever it is, just do it. You know, don't make excuses not to do the things that you should be doing that are personally gratifying or fulfilling, because this is really a time that you should be making time for yourself and for your friends and for your family. Yeah, a little self-care, a little self-care. A lot of self-care. A lot of self-care. You're going to need that coming up. It's going to get better soon if people stay inside and keep social distancing uh, practices in place. But it's going to get really frightening for a couple weeks. And then we're going to see our our hard work pay off as far as, mm-hmm. you know, following these rules. Absolutely. So I want to talk about given how fluid the situation is, and I think that fluid is a perfect way to describe it. I don't want to go through a lot of the leave law, the leave law stuff, leave law, say that fast, uh, the coronavirus leave law stuff, because I feel like things change and are getting updated and, you know, there's rules that are being published. So I just want to remind everyone to be, just keep an eye on things. And, you know, I feel like every company that in the HR world is, is having webinars and sending out reminders. So just, you know, take some time and sign up for these webinars and, and really, you know, find a blog or two that you really enjoy that will post updates. I talked about it last week, but the Ohio Employer Law Blog, it's an Ohio Employer Law Blog.com. This is John Hyman. He's one of my favorites. I'm like HR geek. I am a fan of his. I attended a webinar of his and it felt like watching a rock star, which that sounds so nerdy, but I've been following him for a number of years. He's got a great blog. And he publishes things daily. And he he's basically renamed it the Coronavirus Law Blog. So he's really sharing things about what we should be aware of. So I just think that everyone should take time and, and just find that blog that you like. And he you know his blog is one that I really enjoy. He does a nice mix of also injecting some things about his personal life. And I really enjoy hearing about that. It's nice in this day and age. So really just take some time to find that resource. Because things are fluid, things are changing all the time, and you just, you know, need to be aware of of that. And uh, one other update, you know, I just want to acknowledge that we are truly in an unprecedented time, and just watching the unemployment numbers is mind-boggling. And I will have to say, you know, back in the 2008-2009 crisis, I I was a victim of a layoff. So I have been in the position of uh, being laid off of a role of a position that I really loved and and filing for unemployment. But looking at the numbers compared to then is, is just mind boggling. So um, I just wanted to give my heart out to those also who were furloughed or who lost their jobs in this. It's uh, truly a scary time in the world. But, uh, you know, I feel like we, we, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through this together. So those are my little updates. A couple questions, and we're going to do some interviews uh, coming up yes. soon where we're going to talk to different people in different settings and environments and situations that hey, are dealing wait, with Hey, wait, real this. fast, listeners, if somebody, if you've got something you want to say on the on the podcast, hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to interview you as well. Yeah, absolutely. We have a couple interviews already lined up. There's so much out going on out there and so many people that have 
some unique factors in their situations mm -hmm. that, I mean, this is something that not only do we want to give you an opportunity to have a voice, but we also want you to share things that are working for you to help get yes. through this troubling time. So, Hannah, what I think we should do is kind of start with ourselves. I know, I mean, obviously I talk about myself a lot and I enjoy doing that and <laughs> you have your moments. Do you have anything that was more difficult than anticipated? Sure. Anything that you wish someone had given you a heads up or tip on in advance or a uh, something that helps keep you sane and these do not have to be work-related? Yeah, it's, oh gosh, it's tough. I kind of had a an interesting situation where I was caring for uh, a, a child family member. I was helping out my nephew. And so I, I that was a little different. So going from a, a home without a child to a home with a child for a couple of weeks was, that was difficult for me to be able to focus on work because I'd get interrupted, obviously, for somebody who needed something. And that was kind of my job and my number one priority really was family, which always is. But uh, I, I had, a, I'm lucky enough that I have a boss who is completely understanding and a family guy himself. So had a, 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 not a normal week, but I think, you know, me being an extrovert, sometimes I, my energy levels would just get super zapped if I spent too much time focused on something without having human interaction. So what I learned was that I needed to schedule times to have video chats with uh, coworkers and making sure that I had that as much as close to human interaction as I could to help my energy level because I, I like I'm a hundred percent extrovert to the nth degree. So I thrive, my energy level thrives on, on talking to people and being around people. So I, I'm not struggling to the, you know, I'm, I happily am staying in my house and doing the right thing. I'm staying inside for those who cannot, but I'm also making sure that I'm scheduling that time to speak to coworkers and see their faces. And it's funny because whenever I talk to them, I'm like, I miss you so much. I can't wait to get back to the office when we can and see you. And it's uh, that's been helpful to me is scheduling that that human time. It's kind of weird is right before all this happened, I was starting to not get out as frequently. And so I planned a vacation, which would have been last week that I didn't take. It was even, I felt even more isolated initially because I just had like back-to-back -back weeks where I was working late and I didn't get out. I kind of went in already deficient in human interaction. Did you realize there was a time when these phones were not used for texting and searching the web? <laughs> They actually, and you could make talk phone back. calls on phones. What? Yeah, I didn't really. I mean, it was a really odd experience figuring out how it worked when I even said, you know, hey, Google, show me how to use this as a talking device to other people. <laughs> it wanted, oh, would you like to download Skype at this time? No, no, I want to talk to someone. So it was a learning process. Now, I had to also explain to my children when the phone actually sets off a ring or alerts it continuing that you don't have to hit the red button, push it so it stops. If you hit the green button and slide it over, you can actually talk to your parent on this device live. <laughs> so that was something newly used. Uh, for me and some of my family members, and I'm sure the rest of it'll, rest of them will figure it out soon. 
Um, but, you know, another thing, as I mentioned, I, I just haven't been able to focus on work. I have found that my television viewing has changed as well. Kind of like post 9-11. When 9-11 occurred, for me, I had to watch more comedies. I wasn't really sure. mentally prepared to watch dramas. And lately, it's been a lot of familiar uh, more family-friendly programming. Hence I started the watching reference. Cheers. I started watching Cheers. I started from episode one yesterday. That is so funny. I uh, <laughs> We are almost through the entire Brady Bunch catalog. And um, I, however, did pick up a uh, quote-unquote dramatic show. And I am almost at the end of season two of The West Wing. And okay. great ensemble cast. Uh, I think it was seven seasons long. And like I said, I'm just in, it was either seven or nine. Uh, I'm at the end of season two, but I can tell you, I have really enjoyed it. It's one of the only, only non-comedic, lighthearted shows that I've actually been able to follow for more than 25 minutes. Same thing, a lot of 80s music, but I have found that I've gone back to a lot of old favorite bands and, and CDs, aging myself again, <laughs> and, and breaking out a lot of Familiar stuff is what I think it comes down to. Sure. Familiar video games, television programs, movies, music. I needed some familiarity, and I think that's just maybe to just be grounded a little bit um, and feel like things are a little better. So that's been kind of my trick. Yeah. Well, no, like I said, I started watching Cheers, and, um, you know, it's one of those shows I watched back in the day. Obviously, uh, you know, well, I, can't, I don't want to age my, like, tell you exactly how old I am, but I watched it when it was on television, but not from the beginning because I was rather young and I think it was 1982 when it started. You know, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've really enjoyed. I'm like the, while the fashion is not, <laughs> the fashion is pretty obvious, uh, the look of the show, but the the jokes still land and I still find myself laughing and it's exactly what I need. And I think I've watched, I watched like seven episodes yesterday while I was wow. like folding laundry and doing stuff around the house. And it's, uh, it was, it was just, it just felt good. So I think everyone needs to figure out things that bring them joy and this again that self-care and uh, that's what I've been doing and now granted uh, I got to start watching that because the last three weeks anything that I was watching was uh, was an eight-year-old's choice so we watched a lot of um, gosh what did we watch we watched Boss Baby which was hilarious and the show Talking Tom and then we watched <laughs> Good Burger about seven times which is hilarious to me so it was kind of nice to be able to choose and, and watch something that I enjoyed because my nephew said to me that adult TV shows are really weird. <laughs> oh, the thing that you have to realize right now is mm. there are people, no matter how mixed up, confused, agitated, anxious, anxiety is huge right now, sure. depression, et cetera. You've got to realize right now is the time to give even some of your most difficult team members a pass yes. and don't assume that they're if there's someone that's very manipulative and always tries to take advantage of a situation don't assume they're doing that right now if they tell you they're scared nervous or having any sort of uh health scares because i have had at least one friend every day tell me i can't breathe my chest is tightening i know it's allergies or anxiety but for or both 
or both, but for a few minutes, I was truly scared. Just always assume the best in your people. Give them a pass. Don't assume that this person that's always dramatic is being dramatic because it's very real to them, mm-hmm. more than likely. And honestly, if if you give someone a pass and unnecessarily giving them the benefit of the doubt because they're trying to manipulate the situation, who cares? Let it slide this time. There's yeah, no this reason. is the time to definitely be, just be, le- I don't want to say be lenient, but just think with your heart first, because I think we're going to start hearing stories and about companies that are, I don't want to say doing the wrong things, but doing the wrong things. And we really need to look out for each other in this crisis. This is unprecedented what we're going through. So really, you know, think with your heart. And of course, you need to be logical. You need to be appropriate. You need to think about, you know, various things. But I, I, I just say, also believe that you need to use your heart in the situation and understand that some people may be taking this harder than others. And other people might be dealing with more anxiety or somebody who normally deals with anxiety. This is this is even worse or depression or whatever it might be. You know, we need to be mindful of of mental illnesses. And I I know that I sent a reminder out to my team reminding them about our EAP program and saying, hey, I understand some of you might be struggling with this and want to talk to somebody. And our EAP program allows for phone counseling sessions. So they don't have to leave their house to get counseling. And our EAP has unlimited phone sessions. So somebody needs to talk to somebody twice a week, three times a week, it's in your EAP. So those of you who have EAP programs, make sure that you are over communicating that to your team members because they need a little extra help. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with letting people know that sometimes you get overwhelmed as well, that they're not alone. That's pretty much what this entire episode is. Yeah. And uh, we're okay with that. I hope we're not boring you. I hope we make one person feel better about what's going on around them. The only other piece of advice I want to give, and we're going to have different stuff coming up, and we're going to have some mini episodes. I was watching uh, Pete the Planner, and he's a financial consultant. He's the two pieces of advice that I really that really stuck with me. If you're mm-hmm. someone that's currently furloughed or laid off, if given the choice of making a credit card payment or putting food on the table, it's always food. Yep. Always. Um, especially because there are a lot of companies that are willing to work with you right now and there are going to be even more. So do take advantage of that. But A, always worry about making sure your family has what they need right now before you pay anything else. And then the other thing is don't think ahead. Don't start going, thinking to yourself, how long is it going to take me to get out of this? What's this going to do to me long-term financially? Blah, blah, blah. How am I going to? Don't. Stop. Worry about today. Spend some time with your family, make sure everyone has what they need, but you're going to see as this progresses, more and more companies are going to be able to work with you and they're going to be more understanding because this is happening to more people than it's not. So just worry about today. And I know that's so easy to say it versus doing it. Just worry about what you have to get done on today's to-do list and as a matter of fact, you should probably knock off half the things on that list. They don't actually need to be done today. And I just give myself a break. And if you do that, you'll get through this because there are more people out there that are willing to work with you and help you than you even realize this very moment. Absolutely. All right. Hannah, take us out. What else you got? 
Oh, man, I feel like we, we kind of hit everything that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I felt like that we got some good points out there. I feel like we're, you know, somewhat um, straying a bit from the traditional, but we're here in such a crazy time. I think this is all good information. And, and if anything, I love that we're reminding people to take care of themselves and it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to take some time for some self-care. So I just, I want everyone out there, please take care of yourselves we care about you, uh, so please do what's right. Stay inside if you can. We stay inside for those who cannot, and for those who cannot, we thank you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm.